Just in case you were wondering, uh, today is not Thanksgiving. Was anyone wondering about that? <laughs> Actually, it's about eight months away. But I want to share a message today that has to do with Thanksgiving. And more to the point, living thankfully. Now, I will tell you that I believe the message will be relatively brief this morning. I know I've said that in the past, <laughs> but uh, I think it will be this morning. It's going to be a little bit more like a devotion. Uh, so I hope that doesn't disappoint anyone. It's just that what I want to share with you this morning is, is pretty simple. And I don't really see any need to drag it out. Uh, so uh, don't nod off or you might miss it. <laughs> Before we begin, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Our gracious Father, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of it and the wisdom of it. And as we consider it this morning, Father, I pray that you would speak to us and encourage us and motivate us. Father, help us to live thankfully. And we ask it in your Son's precious name. Amen. We are living uh, in a day and time when the world around us seems to be devolving. We're still dealing with the pandemic, and it has weighed upon us. But there are far greater issues rising up that may well cause us to, uh, to turn very negative in our outlook on life. The news, of course, today is filled with uh, images and descriptions of the war raging in Ukraine. And, of course, speculation is always rampant during times like this. And there is the speculation that the war might spill over into Europe and the U.S. might become engaged and that Russia will eventually invade Israel, which supposedly would be the fulfillment of prophecy in Ezekiel 38. Uh, to that, I would say, well, maybe so, maybe not. But there's a lot of speculation, there's a lot of concern as we look at the world today and what's going on. Because it does seem the world seems to be devolving in a much more rapid way. Uh, people are becoming more and more secular and less and less spiritual. Uh, the value of human life seems to be diminishing in the minds of so many. And I don't need to go into detail about that. All you have to do is turn on the news or read the newspaper or observe culture. And I bring all this up to emphasize how easy it is as we witness all this, to become very negative and perhaps even despondent in terms of the reality of life that we see around us. Now, having painted the picture of our current world, let me turn your attention to the words of the Apostle Paul as he writes to the Christians in Thessalonica 
It's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, where he writes, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We have a uh, tendency to read Scripture and imagine a world where, yes, they had their problems, but it's not like us today. And we may think, well, it was, it was pretty easy for uh, Paul to write and everything give thanks because they didn't have to deal with what we have to deal with today. We think, how am I supposed to give thanks in everything when there is so much that is wrong, bad, tragic, terrible going on around me? And not just out there. I have bad things happening in my life. Maybe I've been mistreated. Maybe I failed to be the person God wants me to be. Maybe I'm struggling emotionally, financially, physically. How do I give thanks in everything when not everything is also great? It's a good question, isn't it? And we're going to try to answer it this morning. However, first, I want to turn you back to the text and point out something that I think will help in our perspective. You know how often uh, I remind you of something called context. Well, Paul's admonition to give thanks in everything has a context. <clears throat> it's not just a thought that he had floating around out there that he just thought he would toss in. You may have thought, as, as we've already noted, that those folks that he was writing to didn't have to face what we face. But actually, the reality is just the opposite. If you read the whole letter, there in chapter 2, Paul makes reference to the suffering that they have gone through at the hands of their countrymen. They are being and have been abused, mistreated, some even killed. They were not in an idyllic world at all. And consider the immediate context of his admonition. Listen to this. Chapter 5, beginning in verse 14. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone, see that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 
right there in their midst, in their personal lives, they had problems. They dealt with troublemakers. They dealt with people who were evil in their intentions. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like anything we have to deal with today? You see, it wasn't any different. And in the face of this, Paul says to them, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and give thanks. In the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the evil, in the midst of the suffering, give thanks. So, back to our question. How do we do this? Listen closely now to what Paul says. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything, whatever is happening, happening, whatever is going on around the world, whatever is happening in your life, whenever you're facing evil, pain, emotional struggles, financial struggles, physical struggles, give thanks. But again we say, how do I give thanks for these things? He says, this is God's will for you. And here's the key. In Christ Jesus. It's not that we are thankful that we have suffered. It's not that we are to be thankful that we've been treated wrongly by people. It's not that we are to be thankful that we are emotionally drained or physically sick. You are, however, to be thankful in the midst of all that's going on around you and all that's happening to you. You are thankful that despite all of this, you are in Christ Jesus. All this terrible thing, all these terrible things that are going on in the world, all that you have to deal with in your life, in the midst of it, you're to be thankful that you are in Christ Jesus. Think about this. What's the worst that could happen in your life? You could die. But what's the best that could happen in your life? You could die and be with the Lord. The world and all the evil and the struggle and the pain, all this that can be brought down on you will not conquer you because you're in Christ. So then, how does this actually play out in reality? When you are in Christ, the world does not have the final say. You got that? 
when you're in Christ, it doesn't make any difference what's happening in the world. It doesn't make any difference what's happening to you. None of that has the final say in your life. So give thanks. When you're in Christ, no matter what seems all-encompassing, it is only for a moment. Because you see, you are in Christ, and in Christ, you have eternity. You have forever. And what's going on right now is only for a moment. So give thanks. Thank you, Lord. And here's the part that is probably the hardest to grasp. Because we are so prone to focusing on, right, on what's right in front of us. Last week we had uh, Margaret's funeral. Praise the Lord for the rain. I hear it. Last week, last week we had uh, Margaret Widener's funeral. And this uh, crochet that's just hanging on the wall back here of the Last Supper that she did, we had it on display up here. And I was talking about how, how God sees a person's whole life when we only see just a little bit of it. And I illustrated that by saying if you stand really close to that picture, you, don't, you can't even see what it is. But if you stand back and look at it, you can see that it's a beautiful crochet of the Lord's Supper. And a God, of course, is the one who stands back and sees the big picture. He sees it all. But we, in our humanity, we tend to put our nose right on whatever's right in front of us, and that's all we see. Now let me use that crochet picture again. Let's say you walked up to it and your nose was about this close to it. What are you going to see? Uh, you may see a little bit of the crochet. You may see a little bit of the cloth. But if you move even just a little bit, you're going to see a hole. You're just going to see a hole. And that's exactly what happens when we get focused on what's right in front of us. We just see the hole. The Word of God here in 1 Thessalonians is reminding us we are in Christ, and in Christ, the true reality is not what's right in front of our face. It's not the whole. The true reality is what lies all around and beyond the whole that's right in front of us. When you are facing struggles, when you're facing hardship, when you're dealing with evil, when you are facing emotional, financial, physical pain, when you're facing it, step back. 
step back away from it. Look around you. Look beyond it. Look at all the blessings you have in your life because you are in Christ. Remember all the promises you have for life eternal. I think that was a wake-up call. <laughs> That's very interesting. But again, when you're looking at that hole, that whatever it is that's right in front of you that you're so focused on and so concerned about and so worried about, step back. Look at all the blessings you have in your life because you are in Christ. Remember all the promises you have for life eternal in Christ and give thanks. Yes, you have and you will face pain, turmoil, but don't let what's in front of you <coughs> define your life. That happens to us, doesn't it? We focus on what is right in front of us and that's all we think about. That's all we see. That becomes our life. Step back. And keep your focus on all you have to be thankful for in your life in Christ. His blessings in your life. And live thankfully. I love that old hymn. You can sing along with me if you want to. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. In everything, give thanks. No matter what's going on, you can live thankfully, knowing that you belong to Christ. And that all of this is just for a moment but you belong to eternity. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the promises of your word. We thank you for what Christ has done for us and what he has promised to us. And Father, you know us in our humanity, how easily we get focused on the negative, how easily we let it take control of us, how easily we let it define us. But Father, help us to step back and give thanks and live thankfully 
regardless of what we face. And we ask it in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a song of dedication. It's number 63 in your chorus book. Give thanks. Let's stand.